tonight. Uh, I hope we're all doing well. And I hope we're all bouncing in the spirit. Mm. Oh, we're not bouncing. If we're not bouncing, we need to do increase the elasticity. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 <clears throat> okay. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I think it's only two that was here last week. Who else? Last week was Tuesday. You were here? No, you were not here. Yeah, you were, you were away. Billy, were you here? Yeah, you were. Now I remember. Now I remember. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Can you please help us? With a quick uh, recap. Amen. Amen. So, uh, last week Tuesday, we're talking about the structure of the soul. We're talking about um, the content of the soul and really what the soul is designed to be filled with. We talked about substances, we talked about the soul's content of the substances of God, and uh, we also looked at um, Psalm 23, and we're reading, the, it says, the first verse is, God is my shepherd, I shall not want, and we all understood that the one thing there is that our soul shall not lack any substance of God or anything of God. Um, so we we also talked about like how the soul is designed to seek pleasure, like the soul is a pleasure being, and um, how God has reserved pleasure for us forevermore at His right hand. That our soul is originally designed to be taken as opposed to the natural things that we're seeing and mm-hmm. not their ordinary disposition. Amen. 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 You actually ca- you captured everything. Amen. 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 And that you want to add to that too? Eh? No? Okay, I'm asking you to. Not <laughs> to run away. I'm I'm just asking you if you want to help us just add want to add because you are you are here too. 
captured everything. Um, I think the first planet was how we feel. Mm-hmm. And so we began with how we feel in the spirit. Uh, that we start with the first receive the spirit and then we first feel and talk about how the soul is a cup. And um, we need to be constantly filled until it's full and overflows. Mm. So we're going to, and then we start talking about the soul, how the soul is a cup, and how the soul is designed, like Leah said, for pleasure, for pleasure mm. entity. It just seeks pleasure and it can, oh, we we're talking about how vast the soul is. And we explain that the soul is so vast that it can swallow the world in itself. And Boris talks about that because he said, What would the, well, if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, what would you give in exchange for your soul? Telling us how vast the soul can, uh, what the soul can contain. And the soul can swallow up the world and still not be satisfied. So, we're talking about how uh, the soul can, it's a very quick, quick, kind of, quick, I don't know, I want to use the word creature of God, that it can eat up something quickly. That's why the soul gets easily, like if you get a new phone, like you said, the soul can just, just finish up that phone inside of it and then it's hungry again, kind of like that can eat up something quickly in the speed of an eye. Within a week, within two minutes, the soul is already thirsty. It's unsatisfied. It needs something that needs that it cannot fathom, something that it cannot finish. That's what the soul needs. So we went to Psalm twenty three, where it says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And we explain that the want there is not about provision. The want there is satisfaction. That I will not seek another. I will be satisfied with the Lord being my shepherd. And we went to 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 Psalm 16, where it says, uh, as she said, the, uh, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy, and at the right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And we say, what is at the right hand is what the soul needs, and what will eternally satisfy the soul. Because what's at the right hand is made. Is an, is an eternal substance and the soul is made of eternal material eternal. and that's what can satisfy the soul eternally. Amen. 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 Did you help us with Saturday? <laughs> I mean, just so that, you know, all of us can just have a quick, uh, it's okay, it doesn't have to be, you know, just a quick summary. should be spiritual. 
So it should actually be spiritual. I, I think that's what I understood from that, that we should seek after the things of the spirit. Because mm. with that, we get feeling and feeling. Like mm. each time, we're always refilled, filled mm. until we get to the state of being mm. overflowing. Yeah, I got to my soul overflowing. So. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Even do you want to say something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah. So you're, you're just helping her. Yeah, I'm when I got from that was the fact that um, our, our, our soul, so like when we get filled by the Spirit, we know like we're not full, we're just filled. And like being full is just from being filled. It means that if you feel um, continuously for you to be full, Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we open our Bible to Psalm twenty three? It is, can you please help me read from verse 1? From verse 1, Psalm 23. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. I, I shall not want. Go on. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Mm-hmm. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my, my soul. soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my My enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and and mercy mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. So the verse says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So, he restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He restored my soul. He restored my soul. He leaded me. Hmm. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, David is a is a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, I believe was was uh, one of the people that uh, truly understood the nature of the soul, mm. understood what the soul is, understood what God intended for the soul. To some degree, it seems to highly understand salvation of the soul to some degree, even though he may not have come into the dispensation of it. But if you look at all these Psalms, it's pretty much talking about, it's pretty much is a cry for saving the soul. And when he say he's saying here, say, he restored my soul. It means that he knew that the soul needs restoration. So he restored. That me. He restored my soul. Sorry. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Amen. So, he knows that the soul needs restoration. And before I started talking about restoration, he was talking about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And what I'm seeing here is every time he's talking about a provision, there is always something referring to leading. So he maketh me to lie down in green pastures, then he leadeth me beside the still waters. And then he now said, he restored my soul. And then I continue, he leadeth me again in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, perhaps, or clearly he's saying here that how your soul also can be restored is that you must be led, right? There must be some leading that is going on. Um, without leading, it is obvious, it is sure, you won't be able to find the green pastures, neither will you find the still waters, neither will your soul be restored. Right? Well, because he started saying, the Lord is my shepherd. And one of the pitfalls that we have is that the Lord is not always our shepherd. And what I mean by that is uh, most of the time we are not sensitive to leading. So the Lord is not always leading us all the time. Sometimes we are just leading ourselves. Um, leading is one of the things God made to actually lead us back. Because when we were sinners, when we were not even changed, we were just going astray. 
We're going astray. We don't know our way. Now, the sign of going astray is the kind of things that we begin to love, we begin to enjoy. Uh, going astray is really pretty much loving the things of this world, right? And uh, if we are not accustomed to leading all the time, we we'll definitely, definitely miss our way because we won't know where the shepherd is going, right? So the Lord is my shepherd. Now, he who the Lord is his shepherd is the one that will not want. If the Lord is not your shepherd, if he's not leading you, you will want. And the reason, for, the reason why you will want is because you will be chasing things that will not answer to what, is, what your heart, what your soul is actually longing for. Many a times, sometimes we think our heart is panting for something, but it's not really panting for it. It's just looking to eat up the pleasure that that thing can give. And once you've used it or finished, you throw it away and look for another one. It's as simple as that. Just as uh, you know, we've been saying for the past uh, teachings, and I just had a sense, last Saturday, one of the tongues that was coming is, I will guide you. I will guide you, I will guide you, I will guide you. Mm-hmm. And in some sense there, I also noticed, okay, I will guide. And then the message was also turning towards being led mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yeah? Leading is not something we can do without receiving the spirit. So we can see clearly why our, our, our soul needs to be filled mm-hmm. with the Spirit. Now, most of us, we may not be accustomed with following the Spirit all the time because in our frame, in our mind, the way we were raised, we're not really, really, really structured to follow God's leading. Mm-hmm. And leading is not something you get once. Mm. That makes sense. I think I also mentioned it last week. Leading is not something you also get once. Mm. Leading is something you perfect. Mm. Mm. Now, how you perfect leading is by the reason of use. Mm. So it's by the reason of use that you perfect leading. Because I know one of the major pitfalls for, for Christians, for us, is mm-hmm. that aspect of leading. Hmm. God, if God can't lead you or can't lead me, it will be highly impossible not even highly, it is it's actually impossible to understand God's will for your life, to understand God's purpose, and even to understand your hope in God. Mm. Without leading, it will be almost, it's actually impossible. So leading is an essential part mm. of a Christian. 
and it's very easy. If you check it, each time that we are not being led, we make mistakes. And sometimes God even will, okay, you are making okay, God watching and it's not as if God wants you to make the mistake. God will just permit it because you know you will learn there. And then you know, ah, okay, I've not I didn't do this thing properly. Let me go back to God and retrace my step. Abi. And I want us to pay attention to leading because that's the only way you would actually follow God. The only way you'll be a Christian and follow God is if you are led. Some of us, it is our mother that is leading us. Some of us is our father. Some of us, different, different things, maybe peers, friends. That's what is leading us. But we, we don't have a sense of direction with how God will actually lead. Now, if someone wants to start learning leading, the person needs to start learning the voice of the Spirit. Right? Now, the voice of the Spirit is what can be easily mistaken. The voice of the Spirit can be easily mistaken because um, when we start having a little bit of experience with the Holy Spirit, our heart, you know, just because we are woken somehow, we start picking things in the Spirit and we think everything is Holy Ghost talking. But no, it's just, it's just sometimes our heart is just excited. And it's not excited like, oh, I'm happy, I'm happy. You know, there's a way your soul can be excited but inwardly but not outwardly, right? And then you just pick something. Sometimes it could even be a different operation around you that the Holy Ghost is bringing. Maybe they just want to teach you what. Because that thing is not coming around you, you just feel there's an anointing. And then you say, ah, God is leading me to do this. Ah, but that thing has been in your heart before. And then you now say, okay, God is leading me here. And Holy Ghost is saying, no, I'm not the one. You are just excited. And that is even, it's, it's, some of us are even having that. There are still some areas that we are not even hearing leading at all. Which is why it is important that every child of God understand why we should be led in the Spirit. And leading is part of what the Holy Ghost does. Yeah? Without, so without knowing Holy Ghost properly, like I said, we won't know leading. Which is why we should uh, actually, actually put effort into our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So our relationship with the Holy Spirit is very, very paramount to our growth. Very. So Holy Spirit, uh, I want us to see that the apostles, they couldn't do anything until they were baptized, until they received the Holy Ghost. Right? Now, let's quickly open the book of Acts. Act, Act, chapter 1. Okay, how much time? 
So Act chapter 1, and then I'll read from verse 4. So, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but waited for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of him. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. So when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And said unto them, It is not for you to know the times for the season which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So here he's talking about the apostles receiving the Holy Spirit. And then I'll go to chapter 2. I say, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. So we see here that the apostles didn't receive power until they've come in contact with the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit as almost silent as he is. Why? Because when you if you if you look into Trinity, Holy Spirit seems to be the one that everybody we know Holy Spirit, but we don't mostly give much attention to Him because of how silent He is. But He's not silent. He's actually the one that deals with all the day in, day out. But that is the Spirit of power. And without Holy Spirit, we can't even do anything. We can't. That's why the apostles couldn't do anything until they receive the Holy Spirit. So, and we see that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So when they were filled, then they began to speak with boldness. They began to preach to the people. Um, what I wanted us to see that they received something different. Now that preaching is not something they would naturally do on their own. Mm -hmm. Then, the moment they received the Holy Spirit, 
they received grace to do that which they couldn't do. Amen. Amen. So Holy Spirit is our enabler. Is the one that gives us strength to do whatever we are desiring in God. Without Holy Spirit help, we can't do them. We can't. Which is why our relationship with the Holy Spirit must be sound. It must be sound. Uh, if our relationship with the Holy Spirit is not sound, like I said earlier, we will fall in the aspect of leading. Amen. And I know that God wants uh, us to pay serious attention to Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Wherever our relationship has been suffering with the Holy Spirit, we need to revitalize that relationship. You know why? Because sometimes when we are growing as children of God, we can get to... Uh, let's say ex excited, too excited and complacent to the point that we, we assume we know Holy Ghost and we start working with our assumption. Mm -hmm. But Holy Ghost is a learning. Yeah. Is a learning. Whatever you think you know of the Holy Ghost now, you need to know more. Mm -hmm. It's as simple. I need to know more. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is. Hmm. Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit, Christ, God. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. eh? Holy Spirit is one that opens up the world of God to each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Right? So without that access through the Spirit, we can't really, really contact God. So that's why you know, we've been talking about um, the, uh, the Spirit of Man. Right? We talk about the Spirit of Man is the candle of God. Eh? Searching all the inward part of the belly. And then the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that we've been reading also mentioned that the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Right? Why? Because they are foolishness to him. But the things of God, they are what? They are spiritually discerned. And I like the word, the things of God. The reason why I said that is because, you know, we've been talking about feeling, and then we're talking about Holy Spirit, talking about things. And I mentioned that what would they pour into the cup of the soul are substances, they are things that they pour in there. Right? Now, Holy Spirit is the one that will make that substance come in. Because when we are being filled... They are pouring in substance. Feeling doesn't happen if we are not actually joining with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we might know Holy Spirit, we might know Holy Spirit but we are not joining with the Spirit. Because that's another different game entirely. And how do we journey? It must lead us for us to follow. Amen. Without Holy Spirit, making decisions will be hard. Most especially in issues of life. Mm -hmm. eh? In the areas of, oh, who should I marry? What job should I take? All those things. And the reason why those decisions will be hard is Holy Spirit, the relationship there is not sound enough. 
Now, I want us to quickly look at something. Most of our parents, they may not, you know, know maybe as much as we know now or do anything, but there's something that they have. See so that Holy Spirit, there's a way they journeyed with the Spirit. And they may not have too much understanding of them, but there's a way they journeyed with the Spirit that is unique. They don't play with, ah, God said, God said, God said. They don't play with it. Mm. And the reason why they don't play with it is because of what they've, what, how they've come to learn the importance of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Now, you'd be surprised that we that we like spirit now, mm. we don't place enough value on our relationship with the Holy Spirit as we should. Mm. Because we just feel we have it. There's a, there's a way we feel we have it. Wow. And when we are like that, leading will be hard. Oh. It will be hard for the Holy Spirit to lead us if our walk with the Holy Spirit is not sound. Mm. If it's not sound, it's going to be a problem. So what happens is, it will try to lead you, but it can't lead you. Mm. And then we, thinking we know, will just carry things, do it, and just move, and then we wrap it up. We've done things in the spirit. Hmm. But is a thing, this thing is everybody, everybody knows it in that, in, there's a journey everybody knows in the heart. Mm-hmm. Eh? And this thing is not something that, you know, anybody will just come and just tell you, hi, you see, in your heart, in my heart, you know where that thing is lacking. Yes, there's a place you know where it's lacking. Yes, you now notice that most of our journey to salvation, the reason why it's hard, is because we've not given place and imp- we've not placed importance on the work of the Spirit. Wow. On the work of the Spirit. Wow. You notice that most people that actually journey and they learn only goes well, their journey is always different. Yes, sir. They may not know too much understanding, but that only goes that they know. Once they know where, you notice that they are, they are part. They, yes. There's just a way, there's a way they are just safe. Yes. They may not be fully safe, they're just a way they are safe, just because they know the importance of just heeding to the Spirit. Mm. See this word as, and here's, here's, here's the summary. The scripture says, as many as are led wow. by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Wow. Do you want to become a son? Wow. Do you want to become, you really, really want to become a son? Wow. Then you must give heed to leading. Wow. Wow. Now, most of us, when we talk about the you know, Christian work, we talk about how we are believers, we do things, but we are not accustomed to leading. God must be able to lead you in every way. So it is actually true leading mm. that they make you a son. Yes. And you can't, you can't quote, I am a son, I am a son, I am a son, as many as are led, as many as are led, but you are not led. Mm. And sometimes what we think leading is, is mostly not even what leading is. Mm. So how you are led is what determines what your end will be. Mm. How you give heed to leading how you give heed to understanding the leading of the Spirit. 
Now, when you give heat to leading, you now notice that your cup is always being filled. Because when you are led, it will lead you to the path of, it will lead you through the green pastures. And then you now notice it, it restores my soul. Our soul needs to be restored. You know, most of the time when we are going through things, naturally, our heart is not at peace. Mm. Yeah? But the moment we find Holy Ghost, mm. just notice that, ah, wait, oh, what is word that is in my heart? Why is it gone? And you now notice that in that second that you are feeling that way, you notice that you don't have any worry on earth. Where your thought is, is actually in the spirit. Now, when you are accessing things in the spirit and then you are now receiving joy, and joy is filling your heart, you, it's as if you are totally away from this world. And when you are away from this world, your worry, your thought, whatever is, whatever is coming through into you is no longer any earthly substance but spiritual substances that you are dealing with that is making you, ah, I'm feeling joy, I'm feeling happy. What's happening? Because you are opened up in the spirit, they've, they led you to a green pasture. And here's the secret. Green pastures are not always green. What I mean by that is this. Even as Christians, you may know Bible, you may study Bible, know everything, but the thing is, where pasture is, is a different thing entirely. Hmm. Pasture is where God is that is, has kept food for you. Hmm. The food that he has kept for your soul. Like we were discussing the last time, right? Food for your soul, the pleasure that is on the right hand, you won't find it. How to find pleasure? You know what he said? In the, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy, right? Now, they said it's in the presence. It's because you're in the presence, that's why you don't feel you have worries. Mm. Right? Now, what presence does is presence removes the natural mm. and then puts your gaze on the spiritual substance that is actually meant to satisfy your soul. And how you find that is through leading. When you find that one okay and you are doing it well, now, how you stay in presence is through fellowship. Mm -hmm. hmm? True fellowship, like as, uh, we read, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So there's a sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. This fellowship is sweet. Now, when you say sweet, is that, is it that feeling you of joy? That feeling of uh, pleasure that is touching your heart, that you, you feel you have no worry. Ah, you just feel God will take care of everything, everything is okay. That is because you're actually accessing substance in the present that is different from earthly things. Wow. So you can see clearly, clearly, clearly that what is really, really, really designed mm. for to fill and satisfy the soul is in the spirit. Mm. And you can't access them unless you have the spirit. It's the spirit that opens it up. It leads you. Amen. Amen. And it must lead you. You know, notice as you are being led, you notice that the worries in your heart gradually are going away. Yes. Because as he's leading you, he'll be telling you, he'll be, he'll be removing things. Maybe it's the worry of losing something now, you remove it. Maybe it's the worry of, uh, what's it called? Uh, the worry of, uh, my time, time is going, I need to do something in my life. 
Once you are in that realm, that, all those worries disappear. They don't even come near. Mm-hmm. Which means you need to find something in the spirit that actually answers to your soul. And you won't find it except by the spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. The work of the Holy Spirit is, is vast. That's why we, sh- we should get accustomed with the Spirit, learning the Spirit, learning to know the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. We should have a, a tight relationship with the Holy Spirit, enough to be solely dependent on the Spirit. And there's a way to be led in the Spirit. There's a way to be led. And you won't learn that how to be led if you are not one on one, one with the spirit. You won't learn it. So part of the way of learning is learning how to be one with the spirit. Which means you must give heed to that spirit, that interaction you have in your heart with the spirit. You must learn to give heed to it. Now, you now have to be cons- con- conscious. You know, people that want to live as the spirit, they don't just do it accidentally. You have to be conscious. If you want to make a decision now, ah, you know that you must be led. The first thing is, ah, seek God's face. What, what, God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Then you not, you'll be waiting for answer. You'll be waiting for direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You, and you will be active in listening mm-hmm. for that direction. Mm-hmm. And then once the direction comes, you know. And as you are learning that, you notice that God is building things inside you. Those things are tools. That by the time you've mastered them, it won't be hard to use it in the future. Because you are, non, you are, not, you are not strange to those tools. You are one with them. Amen. Amen. So we must learn to give ourselves, yield ourselves in the spirit. To continuously be learning how to be led. Follow leading. Follow leading. Follow leading. Yeah? See, all, all those things we mentioned on, on last week, Tuesday and Saturday, we're talking about, you know, that pleasure. I'm, I'm, I know one of the things God did for us is to paint the picture of pleasure. And we, we were seeing how sweet it is to actually answer to the soul. Mm. And what should fill the soul are substances. Those substances are only accessed through the spirit. Which is why we must give ourselves totally, totally. Because if you don't yield to that, those substances won't come. That, those things is what now builds us up in our journey with God. Amen. Amen. So it's very important for us to learn the Spirit, learn to journey in the Spirit, and learn the work of the Holy Spirit in our journey. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'll just read quickly John 14. And there's, a, there's a reason why God, uh, Christ, uh, we'll read from verse 16. It said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may what abide with you forever. That he may abide with you forever. I said, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, 
for it dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, and ye shall live also. Then I quickly move to verse 26. So these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. We see here how God was giving, just pointing the people to the Holy Spirit. He said, me, I'm going. Uh, but I will send, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send to you a comforter. So there's the work of the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, and there's a way he comforts you and me. How Holy Spirit comforts you and me, really, is true leading. Mm. You see just that example I just gave. Mm. Maybe you are feeling worried, and then suddenly wow. yeah. you notice that, ah, all my worries are gone because I'm in the present. There's fullness of joy. There's something I'm feeling. What's happening? Holy Ghost is changing. Is is changing things. It's changing direction. It's okay. Oh, you, no, you no longer look at the natural. Move into the spirit because that's really, really where your need will be met. So most of the time, when we even have needs in the natural, those needs we, we pursue them in the natural, but we are not meant to be pursuing them in the natural. Those needs will be answered the moment we yield ourselves to the Spirit. So Holy Spirit is comforting us through leading and through feeling. So He's constantly, as He's leading us, like I said, the more He leads you, the more He feels you. So the reason, the, sorry, the reason why we are not even being filled to the full most of the time is because we are not sensitive to leading. So because we are not sensitive to leading, there is no new thing being poured. Well, because each time you are led, it's actually a, it's an opportunity to pour something different into your soul. Because what is inside the soul is totally different from God. So they need to retrain the mind to not yield to that and then begin to learn the spirit and be receiving something totally different. This word gives you substances, plenty. And the more you open your soul to them, the more they feel you. And the more they feel you, the harder it is to let them go. Why? The same way Holy Ghost can feel you until you are full, the same way the word can feel you till you are full. A man can be full of the world. And that's why you now notice that the desires of the world is plenty. The desire, some, some things naturally, we just can't just let them go. Just, it's just simple. When you notice that something is plenty in the heart, you can't let it go. It just means it's filling your heart. It's filling your soul. That means there's, there's a space it's taking. The way to deal with it is, is to vacate that space. So this space you are taking, you have to vacate it. And how you vacate it, you have to fill it with something else. Because the soul is not designed to be empty. That cup, as, like I explained, the soul is a cup. Is the cup is not designed to be empty. The cup is designed, designed to be filled. 
continuously, continuously. Just keep feeling it. So when Christ died, rose up, and sent the apostles, he made a provision, the initial one. Okay, you received ye the Holy Ghost. And then they went there, pray, 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 pray. Holy Ghost came, right? And they were filled. Something new. That was the mark of something new in all the apostles. Hey, there's something Holy Ghost to. This one is new. Then Paul began to say, you to repent and be baptized and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. And I began to tell them, receive the Holy Ghost. Because they knew that ah, everybody must receive this thing. Right? And when you begin to learn how to work with the Spirit, then your journey becomes a lot more uh, easy. Because it's comforting you in your journey. It doesn't mean that there might not be trouble here and there. Eh? It's not even trouble, it's just the world trying to fight for space inside you. Yeah, that's... And that's it. Yeah. And the real, real trouble is that they are fighting for space inside. Mm -hmm. Because the main trouble, the main problem is inside. Yeah. God wants to feel, Satan wants to feel. Who will take the space? The soul needs to decide. Mm -hmm. And the more we are filled with the Holy Ghost, the lesser the world yeah. can yeah. take. Why? Because it's a space. If the Holy Ghost has filled it, there's no space for the world to take. Amen. Amen. Now, if we explain that the soul is vast, that tells you the amount of... Just imagine the amount of feeling you will need. Mm. Eh? That means you need to be filled and filled and filled. Some of our work with the Holy Spirit, we need to even perfect it more. Yes, and better. Yes, Why? Because sometimes we've learnt it, but we've not used it. So we learned it, we know the way, we know, we know, we know. We've only used it a little, right? Just because we used it a little, we might think oh, we just know we, we are good, but not really. We need to use it, use it. So by the reason of use, you continue, continually use it, use it until it has become your normal frame. When it has become your normal frame, then that's when you know you've actually learned it. If it's still not yet your default way of war, of working, oh. you've not learned it. Mm. So we need to learn Holy Spirit. See that voice of the Spirit. We need to learn how to hear that voice. Yeah? So we need to learn to hear the voice of the Spirit because that's how you be, we are led. If you can't hear the voice, you won't be led. Mm. right? And how to be led? The primary way of being led can I take him? Said Christ appeared, to, uh, came to him and began to teach him, and told him that there's a way he leads his children. He said the primary way he leads his children is through the inner witness. And the inner witness is not something you perfect one day. Inner witness, you need to learn how to follow inner witness. The more you follow it, the more you learn it. Like I've been explaining the more you are skilled in it, and then it is easier for Holy Ghost to lead you. It is easier. So inner witness uh, is, very, is the primary way. And then one of the examples that uh, Kenneth Egan gave that God used to teach him was that you know, Christ was telling him there was a meeting he was supposed to go for. And you just know that each time he wants to go, you write it, throw it away, the invitation to confirm that he was going to come. Up to three times, then the Lord told him, 
that you see that thing you're just feeling that something is not right on the inside so that is the inward witness that was leading him and showing him that it should not go there and one thing that I noticed too is that we ignore inward witness a lot we ignore inward witness a lot because we are the way we are framed naturally we don't we don't give heed Maybe something is trying. Yeah, it's, because it's it's easy to quickly ignore that. Oh, so just ignore it and just move. But God is merciful, and God is kind. That even though we make mistakes, He still you know just guide us, and guide us, and, and bring us in the way. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So if if we must find uh, leading direction in the Spirit, Amen. we must learn how to be led. In the spirit. Without leading, you can't find the green pastures, like I said. Without leading, you can't find that joy that is in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Eh? That pleasure forevermore that we are seeing that we say is meant for the soul. Mm-hmm. We won't find it without leading. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I, uh, that I also want to say quickly before I end is that Holy Spirit is actually particular about that leading. Mm-hmm. Very particular. I don't know why. I just know. I just know. For the few since the few days, there's been some emphasis on giving heed to be to leading. And then it keeps. It kept saying, "I will guide you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will lead. You. I will guide you." Now that I will guide you, that is saying. What I'm seeing inside that statement is there is actually a baptism, a grace coming for enablement to be led that we will begin to move into. When I say move into, that we will begin to work with. For some of us that we have missed some learning of how to be led, there's a grace to take care of that now. And we must give heed inwardly. And what does that mean? It means that we need to actually give our heed to learning it. So I will guide you. I will guide you. And I will lead you. It just means they want to correct something. They want to make, make something better. Our leading, uh, what's it called? Our leading certificate. They want to upgrade it. Simple. They just want to upgrade it. I just, I just sense that um, grace for leading. It's, it's like Holy Ghost is coming down and wants to strengthen the leading aspect of our life and our journey. It wants to strengthen it so that we are strong inwardly to learn how to follow the Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, our soul needs to be restored. So he restored my soul. It needs to be restored. Why? Because we are gone. We are gone. We are lost. And that soul needs to be restored back to its original state of purity. So they need to restore it. As I've been, we'll be saying, we'll be teaching that uh, the soul is not saved. The moment we give our life to Christ, Abby, this one needs to be saved. And even for some of us, you know, that have been journeying with God, we need to. 
let this thing not just pass as if, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those, it's good, it's good. Ah, maybe that, that my sister there needs to hear this one. Mm-mm, it's for me. Because you'll be surprised about how sharp your journey will be yes. by just this grace that is here now. And apart from that, there's also a grace for to be filled. Even when we were, we were singing the song earlier, the, the, the strain of the song we we're singing were particular to being filled. Heaven wants to fill us. Now, is this feeling that we even started talking about before we started talking about the soul, right? And explaining what needs to fill the soul. Now, once we see what the soul is and how the soul needs to be filled, we cannot see how this fits in. Because imagine if Spirit, Holy Ghost, is filling that soul to the fullest. To the fullest. Amen. Let me see if I can quickly just, just establish this feeling of feeling finally before I end. Amen, amen. That should be it. Amen. Uh, I'll just read quickly Act chapter 7. It's a, long, it's a long read, but I'll just quickly summarize. So we noticed earlier that the, the apostles, they were filled, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here in Act chapter 7, they brought... Stephen and they were trying him and then he began to be full of the Holy Ghost began to speak now this kind of bonus that came upon him was even totally different because it was full eh? Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost then he began to speak then I'll just read verse 54 I'll be I read from. They say when they heard these things, they were caught to the heart. Now, Stephen was talking to the the court. They were caught. They were Israelites, and so they know they know the law. So Stephen was talking to them about Moses. Talked to them about the law. Said they discussed all those things. What they knew eh, about the law. Told them Moses. Told Abraham. Gave them account and unto Christ. And then, then after he said, and when they had heard these things, all the things that he said, said they were caught to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Interesting. When, you know, when they were caught to the heart, they were supposed to repent. But this one, now, it was anger. Said, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heavens 
and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So we see here that this right hand eh, thing is a full is the Holy Ghost full of Holy Ghost kind of dimension. So you notice each time you are accessing the Holy Spirit and you are in, you are you're just accessing blessing on the Spirit and you, you you're feeling that joy, that thing is just a, a token of being full. Yeah. And that token of being full is the feeling. Because they'll keep feeling you and feeling you until you are full. And they say, and Stephen, and he being full of the Holy Ghost, which is different from being filled, right? He looked up and saw the glory of God. Glory is, when you talk about glory of God, most of all we talk about, oh, glory, I want to see your glory, I want glory. Glory is a full, is, is, a, is a Holy Ghost, full Holy Ghost operation. And when you come into glory, we notice that Holy Ghost is in operation. Mm. So when we want to access glory, we must also access Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit must fill our heart. Mm. Continuous feeling, 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 until we are full. Mm. Until we are full. So our heart should test for to be filled. Yes. Oh, huh? Our heart should test to be filled. Mm. And the first step of being filled is being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Mm. So being filled is actually baptisms. Mm. They dip you inside water, they dip you inside water, they, dip, they keep dipping, dipping until you drown. Yeah. And this drowning, you won't die, you come alive. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you need to learn how to follow leading, mm. to follow being led in the Spirit so that you can find uh, pasture. So that you can find substance in the spirit that will answer to the need in your heart and your soul. And that one will also take care of the natural things around you. Yes. So, we should not put our gaze on the natural, but rather how to exercise ourselves in the spirit. Give ourselves to the spirit and learn to receive blessings in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'll, I'll put a stop to that today. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any question? No question? No question? No question? Amen. You know, this, this area of leading is where most of us uh, are really suffering. That's where most of us are really suffering. Uh, even for some of us that have been journeying, that, or let's say we, we, we assume we've been journeying. Because some voices are louder in our ears than Holy Ghost. Like I said earlier, some of us, when you are when you are when you are thinking, you are not you are not hearing Holy Ghost. You are hearing your mother. Once you are when you are thinking, you are not hearing Holy Ghost. You are hearing your father. What would my mother think? What would my my father think? Ah, how, how should I? Okay, okay. My mother said I should do this. 
something. That's one. Some of us is our, our eh? Oh, so some of us is our job we are hearing. <laughs> so sometimes our job will lead us, have you? <laughs> Amen. So we need to intensify the voice of the spirit higher than natural voices. So when we intensify the voice of the spirit, then our journey in the spirit becomes smoother. And to intensify that voice, we must, we must have cordial relationship with the Holy Ghost. Yeah? Some of our relationship needs, needs fire. Yeah? God needs to baptize us with, with, with fire. I'm not using water. This time I would do. I would baptize with water with fire. See, because according to scripture, I say we baptize with, with water and with fire. Right? You know, like a joke someone said that I want to, want to pour water in my, my fire. But anyways, just a joke. But we need to learn to to journey well, learn Holy Ghost, and you won't learn Holy Spirit if you don't study too. You need to study properly. Now everything actually journeys from there. Study your Bible, yeah? exercise yourself in the Spirit, pray, pray in the Spirit too. Uh, if you don't have the gift of the Spirit, you know to pray in tongues. You can ask for it. You can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can fill you so that you can speak in tongues. And you know that area of tongues, another thing, you know. Uh, many people say, ah, it's okay, I don't need to have it. Ah, once you get it, your, how do I put it? Your experience with the Spirit will be different. Because that thing opens you up into a different realm entirely. Why? Because tongue is also a language in the Spirit. Now, the language that you speak determines the culture you come around, right? So there's a culture in the spirit based on the language they speak. And Holy Ghost has a language. That tongue is not just tongue, it's actually a conversation in the spirit. So that is why being baptized in the spirit eh, comes with that. Even when you received tongue, tongues itself even differs depending on your growth, your journey. Eh? As you are growing in the spirit, your tongues will begin to change. As it's changing, you just begin to accessing more substances different because you are beginning to speak a higher language than you used to speak in the spirit. And when you access those things, you know, just, and all these things is all by the spirit. That's why we need to be filled. Right? It's an experience we need to learn as we journey with the spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to be baptized in the Spirit. So we can, you know, that tongue thing, we need to speak in tongue. Eh? And some people will argue, of course, if you don't speak, that doesn't mean you're not a child of God. You're still a child of God. It just means that there are certain things you just want to access. Eh? It's that like God has given so much, and they say, you know, me, I just want this small lot. It doesn't matter if I have to, ah. But this thing is this huge. Why, why go for this tiny portion? Right? So that baptism needs to take place. And everybody, the mo- every child of God, any born again Christian, is actually a candidate for that baptism. Yeah. According to, can you open Act uh, 238? And when Peter was, was talking to them, Yes. Then Peter said unto them, Peter said unto them, Repent 
and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. For the remission of sins, okay. and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy. It's a gift. It's given freely. You don't need to do anything. You just need to ask. Mm-hmm. Eh? And then baptism. Just ask for baptism, and you are a child of God. You can receive it. Because mm-hmm. eh? some people will say it's not for me. It's not for me. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then we need to exercise ourselves in speaking in tongues. Eh? Those are the things that hid our exercise with the spirit, mm-hmm. and then begin to give, bring us into access to things in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Any question? No question. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. Give you praise. I will give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Jesus. Mm. For, for, for far. For far, 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 far,
is far for far 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 is far 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 For the journey is far. Far. And I'm beginning to lead you even by precept. For precept must be upon precept and line upon line. Even for this cause have I brought even these teachings to you. Even to learn the beginning. For I will shoot you forward. For you will journey forward faster, faster, faster. Even as I begin to show you the way, even the path which you should take in the spirit. For my leading is to make you quick, even to cover grounds which you have left, even in the past. For these are not made waste. These are not made ways, for I am brushing up even your foundation that you may journey far, for the journey is far, even far, even the way which you would take is hidden. By this leading will I show you, even by my leading, for I'm bringing upon you, even in this season, at this time, even the strength of my leading, that you might learn my way. That you might learn my way. For my ways are revealed in my leadings to you. For my paths are opened as I lead you. Oh, oh, open, open, open paths, open paths for them, open paths for them, open paths for them, open the paths. Open the ways. Make the way known. Make the way known. For my ways are not known to you. Even in this season, am I making them known to you? Oh, that you will learn my ways. That you may walk in my paths. Even paths of righteousness, which I have made and prepared for you. Even for this cause have I come to you. For I am coming with strength upon you. Amen. Even to fill you. Amen. For I will baptize you. I will baptize you. And keep baptizing you until you are full of me. For I am the Spirit of God. I am the Holy Spirit. I am here to make myself known to you. Even to everyone that would open their heart to hear my voice. Even in this season and in this time, am I singing my song to you? Even speaking the words of my voice. Hear, hear my voice and hear my word and ye shall live. For many have not learned me, even they've known me. For many have heard about me, even learned me in a way 
but I am not even revealed to the fullest as I should. But in this season and time, I'm coming to make myself known, even in ways I've not opened myself before. For I will bring even different manifestations of myself, even in your midst, even to show you and to make you see that I, even I, the Spirit, I am here in your midst. Even to them that will hear my voice, my operation is being opened even in this time. Even to them that will learn my ways. Even to them that will learn my path. For I am quiet and hidden. But the strength of my voice is coming to you in this season and in this time. Hear my voice. How can you hear to my sayings? Learn my ways. For I will reveal myself to you the more you learn me. Learn my ways. And I will quicken your journey in the spirit. Even the years that the canker worm has taken. I will restore them in the twinkle of an eye. I will restore them. Even as you learn to journey with me. I would make your path straight. Amen. Even every crooked path. I would quicken you. I will quicken you. I will quicken you. And I will quicken your feet. I will make your journey fast. Quickened. Quickened. I will make your journey quickened. Give yourself to me. Yield to me. Kalaharada. Yield and you will prosper in the spirit. For I will make you prosper. I will teach you how to prosper. For I am prosperity. I am the spirit of prosperity. Even to make you prosper in the spirit. For when you learn me, you will find rest for your soul. And you will find satisfaction for your soul. For none can satisfy your soul. But those things that I bring. Say it, the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for teaching us again your leading, your way. Thank you for showing us the importance of being led. Thank you for reiterating the importance of your leading to us. Father, I will say thank you. And for every heart that will connect even to this leading, this teaching, Father, we ask that you will grant grace in our heart to hearken to your voice. Father, help us to begin to learn your voice. Help us to begin to learn the voice of your spirit in moving, in journeying. Thank you, Father, because you have answered us tonight. Thank you because you have blessed us. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.